0: You're listening to The Scrimmage with Daniel Hargrove and Justin Domasiewicz.
1: We have some fun high school football games this weekend. That's true. We did. Daniel, you were at one. And
2: Justin, you were at another. I was at another. But I think before we move on, we need to address what happened in the break before this podcast. Oh, no. It doesn't seem
0: important. Daniel
2: was going to
1: the bathroom in our five-minute intermission. That's what it's for.
2: Andrew and I also both had to go to the bathroom. Oh. I offered to (laughs) let him go first, and he sprinted out the back door and said, I live in the woods. (laughs) Not which, said. Which I gotta say is an
1: understatement. True. I don't. I still do not know the exact location of where we are. I try and describe it to people, <laughs> and I don't know how to tell people where we are. In the woods, or just down in the woods. I somewhere. feel like my, my house is in the woods. I'm like, you guys know where Matlock is, right? And they're like, kind of. <laughs> I know that there is a Matlock. Don't worry about it. And I'm yeah. like, it's kind of. Probably within a 50-mile radius of that.
2: within, you know, some amount of space. Yeah. Yeah, it's either Mason County or Grays Harbor, one of those.
1: Might go in and out. Who knows?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's kind of a running joke on the Cascadia Preps podcast that...
0: Is that the one that you have a beep with?
2: I tried to we start a beef.
0: I <laughs> tried to start a beef. The beef.
2: They didn't bite. It's fine. I listen to their <laughs> podcast every week. If you, if you, I'll just say this because I don't want to give them a free plug, but I'll just say this: since I am interested in high school football, if you are interested in high school football across the state, um, the Cascadia Preps podcast does a weekly one that usually comes out on Wednesdays with Ryland Spencer and Matt Evans, and they go through all the classifications. They mention all their rankings they give, computer rankings, and then they each do their own rankings. They move through all of them very efficiently. They do a fantastic job. Um, yeah, no, I failed in starting a beef with them. But they have a running we joke. Tried. We when tried. they mention Maryam Knight High School, which is in Matlock, they always go, where do they get their kids? And it's just, so even though I have tweeted them <laughs> multiple times where to tell they them, get their kids? they get them in Matlock. It's kind of between Elma and Shelton, sort of.
1: Oh, they were saying, where's the school get their kids? Yeah. Gotcha. The woods is what. The my woods, yeah. Is.
2: <laughs> that's actually that is the correct answer. But we do have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I was at the Montesano hoquiam game. Daniel was at Aberdeen's big win over Rochester. Yep. We will have to name an athlete of the week, which is going to be so hard because there's so many good choices.
0: Yeah,
1: there's some monster performances this week.
2: But we really should just kick this thing off with the local
1: sports roundup. Let's go. Aberdeen defended its home turf, which is beautiful, by the way, so on Friday beautiful. night with a convincing win. The Bobcats improved to 3 and 1 in league play with a 38 to 35 to.
0: <laughs>
1: Start over. <laughs> Cut.
0: <laughs> We're not live, are we? <laughs>
2: when you drink a carbonated beverage, this is a pitfall. When you're on a microphone, sometimes you burp into it. I totally ruined that. <laughs> douche or Daniel, no douche. Daniel guy who
0: ruins the local sports roundup by burping into the microphone. Daniel started stopped working <laughs> in the radio station and all of a sudden, complete zero professionalism behind the microphone. <laughs> not only did he burp, but he burped and then he lost his composure. <laughs>
1: It's terrible. Can I start over,
2: please? Yes.
1: Five, four, three, okay. two, one. All right. Aberdeen defended its home turf. Beautiful, by the way. Very beautiful. <laughs> Friday night with a convincing win. The Bobcats improved to three and one in league play with a 35 to eight victory over the Rochester Warriors. Bobcat junior quarterback Brady Springer threw three touchdown passes, including two to Aiden Watkins, who also. Wait a second. Two receiving touchdowns? Yeah, that's not right. We'll get Two to that Aiden later. Two Watkins, who
0: also scored on an interception.
1: Watkins carried the ball seven times for 71 yards and caught five passes for 99 yards. Aberdeen's defense held Rochester scoreless until the final minutes of the fourth quarter. Next week, the Bombcats will face undefeated WF West on the road, and dang, the Bearcats are looking crazy good this year.
2: I apologize if I had bad information on the Aberdeen game. I promise you Daniel has stats, and he'll correct all of it after this when we talk about it. Fourth-ranked Montesano won its third consecutive road game on Friday at Olympic Stadium in Hoquiam. The Bulldogs ran all over the Grizzlies' defense for 355 yards. O-line athlete of the week. While junior quarterback Jackson Wilson filled in admirably for injured starter Jaden McIlravey in a 47-6 win. Gabe Bodwell led the charge on offense with 165 yards on the ground and three touchdowns on just 12 carries. Ethan Blundred also eclipsed the century mark with 116 yards and one touchdown. Wilson completed eight of his 12 passes for 82 yards and a touchdown to Bodie Poehler. Beast Polar and Wilson also each scored a touchdown on the ground. Woo. Mateo Sanchez dominated on defense for Monteceno, racking up 14 tackles. That's a lot. A sack, a fumble recovery, and an interception. Woo. Athlete of the week. Poke Williams' only score came on a beautiful 35-yard pass from Xander Jump to Owen McNeil. Great play by McNeil there. Montesano will host Tenino on Friday and can secure the league's top playoff seed with a win. Pocquiam will travel to Centralia.
1: Elma dropped to 0-2 in league play with a 66-26 road loss to Tenino on Friday. I guess Tenino is actually better than I thought they were. They're good. Junior quarterback Carter Studer added to his impressive season with 223 yards passing and three passing touchdowns while also rushing for a score. The dynamic receiving duo of Gibson Kane and Kyron Hackney also continued to shine for Elma. Kane got six passes for 164 yards and a touchdown, while Hackney snagged five balls for 54 yards and two scores. The schedule doesn't get any easier for the Eagles. The rest of the way, Elma will host Eatonville on Saturday. Then we'll take the short trip to Montecino the following week to round out three straight games against state-ranked opponents. And, Justin, even if you type it in there, I won't call it a tutty. Say tutty. Nope. Do it. Tutty.
2: The PL Willapa Valley Titans came away from the acronym bowl with a 28-14 upset victory over third-ranked Raymond South Bend on Saturday at Millam Field in South Bend. Speaking of beautiful fields, I was at that field recently. I love it. PWV blanked the potent RSV offense in the second half to hold them to their season-low point total of 14. Will Clements led the Titans with 67 rushing yards. Blake Howard chipped in 55 on the ground and a touchdown. Colton Fluke passed for two touchdowns and rushed for another for PWV. Athlete of the Week? Ooh. Austin Snodgrass played a role in both of RSB's touchdowns, rushing for one and connecting with Kai Huey for the other. Both teams will be back in action on Friday. PWV will host Forks, and RSB will travel to Nappavine to play uh, to play the top-ranked Tigers. That is a really good Nappavine team.
1: Really good Nappavine. Nappivine? They're a Vine team. Uh. If, hey, <laughs> if you know what a nappy means in, like, you know, British-speak, maybe we'll go with that. Anyway, in girls' Baggers soccer... and mash. It- <laughs> In girls soccer, Elma improved to 4-1 and one in league play with an incredible 11 to nothing win over, over Hoquiam. 11-0. 11-0, nil. Nil. yeah. The Grizzlies are winless in league play and are decimated by injuries, including their top two goalkeepers. So they are on their third-string goalkeeper now. Eagle sophomore forward Miley Seberg scored six. Six! Double hat trick. Six goals! Athlete of the week? And her teammate Beta Valentine added three goals and three assists. Athlete of the week. Sticking with soccer,
2: Montesano remained undefeated in league play with a 4-0 shutout against Tenino on Thursday. Michaela Stanfield scored twice and recorded an assist for the second-ranked Bulldogs. Sam Roundtree and Bethany Henderson also scored for Monty.
1: Aberdeen improved to 6-2 in soccer league play with a 4-1 win over Black Hills on Thursday at Stewart Field. Matty Gore scored two goals for the Bobcats. Annie Tro scored a goal and an assist. Marina Merrill also added a score for the Bobcats.
2: In volleyball, Montesano rode a stellar 16 kill performance by Addie Winter, who, by the way, also was nominated for athlete of the week, to a three-to-nothing win over Nino Ashlyn Devereaux and Maya Young added seven kills apiece, while Carissa Otterstetter led the Bulldogs with 19 assists. Montesano improved to four and one in league play with the win.
1: Also in volleyball, Hoquiam remained undefeated in league play with a 3-1 win over Elma. Senior middle blocker Chloe Kennedy had a double-double with 18 kills and 12 digs. While senior libero Gracie Bonnie Spradlin added 22 digs for Hoquiam. That's ridiculous. Grizzlies senior setter Ella Fulkers added 34 assists. a lot. Bolkers seem to be good at sports. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. 13 digs. <laughs> good And jeans. was also, yep, was also <laughs> 19 for 20 in service. Woo. That's good stuff. Shifting to golf, Aberdeen Edge Shelton by a mere two
2: strokes, 223 to 225 on Wednesday at Highland Golf Course in Cosmopolis. Charlie Ansich led the Bobcats with a round of 43, followed closely by Baylor Buckets Ainsworth, 44. Whoa. Baylor Buckets, Ainsworth. Baylor Buckets. Love I started it. calling him that in junior high at a basketball tournament. I love Baylor. He's a good kid.
1: Aberdeen swimmer Anna Madison was named one of the WIAA athletes of the week after qualifying for the state meet with a time of 1 minute 13 seconds. Is that how you say that? One uh, minute and 13.44 seconds. There you go. Nice. And the 100-yard breaststroke. That's Andrew's event there. And that is
0: really close to my all-time best. Whoa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In a meet against Tumwater on September 28th.
2: And that'll do it for the local sports roundup. I want to thank the daily world. A lot of these stats come from them. A lot of this information comes from them. So thank you that we still have a newspaper that is focusing on making sure that our high school athletes are recognized. It's
1: so important. Uh, I can't imagine. Um, I think I need to get a subscription because it's important. Well, it's important to support the newspaper. We
2: use an online subscription to get our stuff every
1: week and your local radio stations. It's important yeah, because if you don't support them, they can't support you. And that's where this stuff is coming from. Agreed. And us. Yeah. <laughs> but also, thank you to Justin for compiling all of that. Dude, you put a ton of time into doing all of this this week. I really appreciate it, man. Well, full disclosure. You did, disclosure, a, you did I, a ton of work going and finding this stuff. Most of it, like you said, from the Daily World.
2: I think uh, we had a couple weeks in a row where we had like basically just football. Yeah. And I started to feel a little bad because I know that... All the kids, the kids in the other sports work just as hard. Absolutely. And part of the cornerstone of what we do here is to recognize kids for their work and for their efforts. So achievement, yes, football is the biggest stage, but there's a lot of other sports going on. And we want to recognize people who achieve, who have worked hard in those other sports. People like Miley Seberg, which holy crap, six goals in one game. I don't care if you're on your eighth string goalie. Six goals in a game is absolutely nuts. That's a lot. So... (laughs) I will remind everyone, and I feel like we've been doing this periodically, we're getting a lot of engagement from people right now. If there's something going on in sports, whether it's soccer, equestrian, golf, like hit us with whatever sport is going on at whatever level locally, we want to know what our local athletes are doing, and we will recognize them for it, I promise.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Let's talk about the Aberdeen game, because I think this was a big statement for the Bobcats, proving... Their league is really tough. Yep. It's really tough at the top. There's some games that they need to win yep. to be in that playoff mix, and Rochester's one of them.
1: Absolutely. And last year was the big bummer, right? Yeah. They came into Rochester needing a win, and that was one of their worst games of the season. Yeah. I mean, regardless of the outcome, they just did not play well last year against Rochester. So coming in this year, man, was there a lot of emotion. This was senior night and it was it was an event it was the purge this oh my gosh I posted <laughs> did I post that video yeah, you on our page yeah I love it so it starts off with like the pay the bells from it's just like a siren right yeah but it started off with like the bell, like to announce that they were even walking down to the to the banner okay. it started off with the bells from like I want to say is the song Hell's Bells from ACDC oh, which is like okay. bong bong and you're like okay and then all of a sudden they get down to their banner and then it starts playing that siren of the purge and, and you're like, like
2: a minute and a half and you're like but oh the tension gosh is the just, tension just builds. it never goes away
1: and then they burst through it and they the entire team just sprints across the field and this flags is flags waving yeah and they've already done their senior night announcements and introductions and talking about their favorite memories and everything yeah. And it's just big. And it's so cool. And this is a senior class that, I mean, shoot, we've been following this senior class since they were eighth graders. Mm-hmm. Andrew coached that eighth grade team. I watched them play when they were in fifth grade. That didn't give up a point. Yeah. And I talked to one of their parents. I talked to Kale Going's mom at the game. And I was like, how is this senior night for Kale? Yeah. And she's like, I have no idea. It's gone so fast. And on one hand, it's exciting. On the other hand, it gives me anxiety because I'm like, oh my gosh, is my one year old going to turn 18 and have his senior night before I can even think about it? So yes. I start to get nervous about yes. it. Yes. Stop it, Andrew. I'm freaking out already. <laughs> but it's just crazy to me. And yet, and Kale, by the way, dude's playing, he's starting at free safety for him. I thought he was out for the year. With the fattest knee brace you've ever seen. I was seen. told that he was out for the year. I'm,
0: we all were. I know. It's
1: crazy. I would be out and for played, four years with that injury. And he played well. <laughs> for it's, life. For life. And yet this, dude, can you imagine? Okay, so I'm not going to say this is for certainty, but I've heard that it's ACL. I And I can't say this for certainty, but I heard that McKinley Dalen was also ACL. Maybe ACLs are overrated. They're not overrated.
0: What? They're not overrated. They are not overrated. But the
1: recovery, oh my gosh. Before, it was like, you're done for your career. Then it was like, you're done for over a year. Then it was like, oh, nine months. And now it's like, yeah, you can play. Slap a brace on it, and we'll do surgery after the season. How much worse could it get? What is going on? It's crazy. Anyway, he's super tough. But this game was was a great game for... um, I'm going to try not to read that right now. Justin, you can bring that up later. Okay. Uh, We're in the same group text there. This was a great game for the Bobcats. They dominated on defense. Their offense did struggle at times. It really did uh, because they shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Mm -hmm. Penalty-wise, in the first half, they were fine, which Ian Cope, voice of Grace Harbor Sports... Was, he loves that. Nickname. He loves it when I say that. He <laughs> was very grateful to not have the what was it seventeen penalties called against Montesano in the previous week yeah. on his broadcast. Against Eatonville, yeah. So in the first half, there was only three total penalties called. Love it. The officials decided that was not near enough, so mm. they really pumped up the jam in the next. Don't half. love that. <laughs> yeah. They, so Aberdeen <laughs> ended up with nine penalties to Rochester's three which was kind of frustrating. But at the start, they played great. They did lose a fumble on a weird play. It was just kind of a bad pitch in the first drive where they were just driving. Then they lost another fumble where Jeremy Sawyer lost a fumble. I'm doing air quotes here. Mm -hmm. He looked down and forward progress had been stopped for a while, so that was kind of a weird one. Anyway, so they had some turnovers that shut them down a little bit. Um, Aiden Watkins is a stud. He's
2: had a couple of monster games this year.
1: This was one of those games, man. I mean, he played so well in this game. He had seven carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. He had five catches for 99 yards and a touchdown. He had two interceptions, and one of them he returned 35 yards for a touchdown. Mm Mm-hmm. He also had at least one kick return. I can't remember the first kick return of the game, but he had at least one kick return for 33 yards. So our unofficial tally had him for 238 yards of total production.
2: Including offense, defense, and special teams. Offense,
1: defense, and special teams. He had, let's see, 170 yards of offense, uh, three touchdowns, and multiple tackles. And this dude tackles like... You know, when you see a free safety or a linebacker that you just see like come flying in to make hits, that's the type of player he is. Where you're like, whoa, where did he come from? He
2: plays aggressive and angry.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it is fun to watch. (laughs) Yes. It is very fun to watch. So, and he's only a junior. And this kid is an absolute stud. And he had a massive game. We had him for, again, 238 total yards, offense, defense, special teams, receiving, running. Three touchdowns, multiple tackles. I've yet to hear back. I tried to I tried out to send a I tried to send out some feelers to see how many tackles he had, mm. but I, I was unable to get that back. But that's a tough stat. It was it was a fun game to watch of Aiden Watkins in this one. And that's not to say that other players did not do well. Trey Anderson had a good game. He had a touchdown run as well. Kyle Miller, a senior receiver, had the other receiving touchdown. That's why when I was doing the local sports roundup, I was like Aiden didn't have two receiving touchdowns, because Kyle Miller had the other one, and he was a senior, and in a game that Justin, or that Ian and I broadcast earlier, Kyle Miller had, like, multiple good plays, either called back by, in our opinion, bad officiating, or penalties, you know, like, he would catch a touchdown, and they'd call a penalty, so, Really cool to see the senior Kyle Miller come up with a big touchdown catch as well. Grady Springer, the junior quarterback, played pretty well. He, had, he was 9 for 21, passing 163 yards and three touchdowns. So it was, a, it was a good night for the Aberdeen Bobcats. It was a lot of fun to watch.
2: I think it's a big deal, too, because it kind of, like, as the season goes on, the league is kind of oh, separating into levels, right?
1: Wait a second. You're What's excused. That? What do you have? Aiden Watkins did have two receiving touchdowns.
0: Wait a second.
2: Three total, right? One defensive
1: and two offensive.
0: (laughs) Well, that doesn't make it confusing.
1: Yeah, You're right. So here's where I messed up. It was he had two receiving touchdowns. He did not have a rushing touchdown.
2: But one of the receiving touchdowns was on like, I saw the video of it. It was like a pass to the flats and he ran.
1: I believe that's on our Twitter, right?
2: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah
1: okay yeah
2: so that one could have been like you could have just mixed it up and that could have been considered a run
1: i think it i think that was a receiving touchdown so bad job by me okay Okay. so he he still had three total touchdowns but i don't think he scored one rushing it was both received two
2: two offensive and one defense yeah yeah
1: um so
2: i think the big deal for the bobcats as they go through the season is there's a clear top you know they they've already played tumwater they got punched in the mouth by tumwater W.F. West
1: punched Tumwater
2: kick in the mouth. Tumwater's butt. Yeah. So those two teams feel like top tier of Evergreen 2A. And then As you got usual. Rochester and Centralia at the bottom, and then you got Aberdeen and Shelton, which means this Shelton game that's coming and Black up. Black Hills. And Black Hills, which also, I guess. I don't want to write Black Hills off completely. They've had a ton of injury issues this year, and so they're losing to everybody. But basically, like I think Aberdeen is in that second tier of the league with Shelton. Yeah. So I think being able to win the Rochester game, being able to win the Centralia game, being able to win the Black Hills game. like You've proven, okay, there's a bottom tier of the league, and we are not in it. Yep. We may not be up there where Tumwater and WF West are, but we're a playoff team, and Absolutely. we're going to go compete for a playoff spot.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I think Aberdeen proved that with this one. 35-8 to 8 victory. This was a statement. Yeah. And really, let's see. Rochester had like three or four first downs. Or I think they had two first downs in the first half. Two or three first downs in the first half. and Maybe two or three in the second half. Yeah. I mean, Aberdeen's defense was absolutely dominant in this one. So that was the best part to see is even with all the injuries. Because this Aberdeen team, Coach Bridge mentioned it in our pregame in in Ian's pregame interview. They have been decimated by interview injuries
2: since the beginning of the year and and preseason. Exactly,
1: and yet this team' defense is absolutely legit. Yeah, and their offense still has weapons. I mean, and you look at, I mean, they got Jeremy Sawyer, who he knows is a stud, and he didn't even have a good game. Didn't even have that great of a game. He kind of just pounded the middle. And broke everything up and sucked everything to the inside. And then the big hitters but did seven ask, passing game.
2: If you ask some people, he's the best back on the team. It just yeah. that, That's what I'm saying. is not yeah. to say that Jeremy's better than anybody else. But that, that's how multifaceted yeah. the offense can be. Trey
1: Anderson is yeah. also amazing. Yeah. Didn't have his greatest game. And yet, at the end, they were like, let's turn to Trey. And their last touchdown drive, Trey had a 13-16, a 13-yard, a 16-yard run. And then he finished it off with a 10-yard run for a touchdown. So you know Trey's great. Mm-hmm. So they really he's
2: had big big games before.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know they have like a three headed monster there in the backfield with right. Trey, Jeremy, and Aiden. Yeah. You can also move Aiden out to the outside. They also move Trey out to the outside. They are really multiple because all those kids are great with their hands. So Jeremy can catch passes out of the backfield as well. And also, oh, I can't remember what's his first name. Uh, Walsh. Patrick. Patrick Walsh. He's a darn good player himself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's making plays out there, too. He's another junior. And then Marcus Hale is a sophomore, mm-hmm. running back, fullback-type kid. I coached him in baseball. That dude's a stud as well, made also some big plays. And um, it is they have a ton of talent, and they have sustained injuries. I mean, we've talked about Jacob Bowers. He's one of their best athletes. Mm -hmm. He's been out since day one. Yeah, Their first day of practice, he got hurt. And yet they have responded, and they had some tough losses early in the season, but they are responding. And I'm really glad to see that. Yeah. Excited.
2: I think that's the fun part about this is like, you know, obviously we had a show a few weeks ago where we kind of dwell on the negative because they went to Prosser and got their butts kicked. Yep. And I think the hard part about watching a game like that is that you. This was supposed to be the year where you're supposed to compete with Tumwater. You're supposed to compete with Prosser, and they haven't done that. But I think it's notable. Like you've been mentioning the injuries. That's been going on since preseason, beginning yep. of the year, and the hits haven't stopped coming. Like yep. They've been playing without Paul Baltazar, yeah. who's a... Yeah, he wasn't in this game. ...returning all-league lineman on both sides of the ball, and he's really good. Yeah. And when you start to get healthy and maybe you start to get some of these players back on the field, the hope, I think, is that if your coaches can, can put together a good game plan, that you will be able to compete with the top teams. So if Aberdeen can manage to continue to win... You know, beat Shelton, get get into a crossover game, get into the state playoffs, and maybe get healthy at the right time. I don't know enough about the timelines of their guys, but I think this was a team that was supposed to be able to compete with the top of the state, and that's what I'm yeah. still holding out hope for.
1: Yeah, I really am too, and I think they're finding their own with it too. I think Grady Springer is getting better and better. It's really funny uh, a couple of these drives. So on the. Touchdown drive, the first touchdown drive where it ended with a touchdown reception to Aiden Watkins. Mm -hmm. He threw a bomb, and it was about 10 yards underthrown. So much so that I pulled the Top Gun reference where he hit the brakes and the defender flew right on by. And then he turned around made the catch and then made the play. And then on the very next play, he threw an absolute dime to Aiden Watkins for the touchdown. Like hit him in stride perfect down the seam. Then on the touchdown drive to that finished with Kyle Miller making the catch, it was like the same exact thing. It was hilarious. He threw a bomb to Kyle Miller that Kyle had to like stop for, and the corner kind of ran right on by because he didn't stop in time. He makes the catch. And then the very next play throws a dime to Miller in the end zone. And so I think Grady Springer is getting better and better. So I th- I don't know. I think the future of this season is really good for the Bobcats.
2: And I think the best, the big tests are going to be when you play the WF Wests of the world, when you play the Tumwaters of the world, when you play when you get into the state playoffs. Hopefully, you get into the state playoffs. When you get there, can you compete with those teams? Because Aberdeen has definitely proved that they can compete with all the teams on the second tier, and they've been really good. And I think just I think just hopeful would be the best way I could describe yeah. what will happen down the road for the Bobcats. But they, they have to be commended because this has been a really good season. Absolutely. We'll shift gears quickly and go into the Montesano game. I think what we'll do is we'll <laughs> talk about the Monty-Hoquium game. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Uh, Francis says he's played soccer since he was three. Which is longer than I did, because I started playing at 5. And he's like 40 now. He's also now. older than you. So that yeah. means he's been playing soccer for like 40 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Does he still play soccer? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. No, uh, he, he's a Frolfer now. Anyway, he <laughs> said, never been nicked, and he's never nicked. So Certainly it, not a practiced mm, skill. And hey. a player must have been improvising or suffering from an acute
0: salt deficiency. So... <laughs> What, have, it,
1: what was nicked? It was I neck liquor.
0: Neck liquor. Daniel <laughs> and I both have a very good friend who played soccer for Montecino with Adam Big Hill. Yes, that's true. And from him, I learned that Premier League soccer is not the same as American soccer, and it is also not the same as British soccer. It is the softest kind of soccer. Yeah, and Southern American soccer, I feel like, is pretty physical, fair, too. fair.
1: Yeah, I f- I feel like South American and Central American soccer is also very physical. Premier
0: League is like ooh.
1: Oh, he hurt me. He breathed on me.
0: Yeah. So that said, I just we were definitely making fun of Premier League soccer. I'm very willing to believe that there's no nicking in <laughs> in North American soccer, Good or to or less of it. That
2: makes me feel like I could probably play and not have to worry about my neck being licked.
0: Yeah, which is except itchy. I wouldn't
2: play because of all the running. You'd break your ankle. Yeah, yeah. nobody. That wouldn't that. end well. Yeah. Anyway, back <laughs> so, to where you were going. So into the Montesano game, and I don't think we need to dwell on it forever. I mean, this was.
1: I'm I'm not that interested. <laughs> Montesano <laughs> is the fourth ranked team in the state. I gotta say, in church today, two separate speakers like took shots at Montesano. It was kind of
0: funny. Well they're Aberdeen people. One of them called them the Bullcats because half their players come from Central Park. Was that Kai? No, that was Joe Fagerstead That's
1: completely
2: inappropriate. I think Joe I think Joe Faggerstead
0: should be canceled for saying that. Well, I'm sure he's already From
2: the pulpit no
1: less?
0: Next to it. Next to it. Yeah, he was next to the pulpit.
2: Sacrilege.
0: I'm going to
1: have a chat with Joe
0: later. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's already been canceled in Monty. Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, actually, he's not allowed. Yeah,
0: we don't We don't allow. We don't allow
2: Joe. Well, I was going to say we don't allow Fagersteads, but then I remembered his that, wife is the music teacher at our schools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad so job just, by whoops. us. It's just Joe. We just can't Joe. filter out all the Fagersteads. <laughs> Put it on the poll. Can we filter out all the tacker stats? <laughs>
0: and why would we want to?
2: So in the Montesano game, you know they come in as the fourth-ranked team in the state. Hoquiam, you know Daniel, you really says Joe's right. You've really <laughs> hammered on this the last couple of weeks. Hoquiam's mantra is compete. Yes, they, they kind of have an understanding of where they are rebuilding as an organization. And they're going out there and no matter what happens on any given week, if they compete, if they compete for the win or if they're getting punched in the mouth, they're going to compete. Yep. So it wasn't like we went into this game the way we have several times over the last decade. Like this is going to be the game that decides the league. Yeah. It's not that. But it's a huge rivalry game for our local kids. It's a huge rivalry game for fans. And I think it was if you go into it more with the idea of like what are we going to see out of Hoquiam? How are they going to look compared to last year? Because last year was real bad. Yep. Last year there wasn't a lot of compete. I think I hate to start this segment by like praising Hoquiam, but I've watched <laughs> a lot of I've watched a lot of blowout wins in high school football. Yeah. Over the last, you know, two decades or however long we've been covering this sport. We're old as crap. It's crazy. And there are some, like when Montesano played Columbia White Salmon earlier this year, where the, the line of scrimmage is dominated. The other team has no good game plan. There's no competition. This was not that. So the score ends up being a Mercy Rule win... But it's not like Hoquiam's offense could never get a first down. They moved the ball a little bits. So they just couldn't sustain drives. The one thing they couldn't do was ever stop Montesano's offense, really. I think if the mantra of Hoquiam's team is compete, they succeeded. Because I came away from it going, not only did the kids on the field really play their hearts out, but also they came in with a game plan that I know would have caught people off-guard watching it. Mm -hmm. You know, what is Hoquiam known for offensively? Mm -hmm. Creativity, trick plays, spreading out, doing funky stuff to catch you off-guard. They attacked what I think in a 3-3 stack, you know, you've only got so many guys in the box, and I think they probably watched Montesano's game against Eatonville last week and realized, hey, these guys might be slightly susceptible to quick runs up the middle. They went to something that I didn't see coming at all, which was a three yards and a cloud of dust offense in the first half. Like they packed it in tight. They ran quarterback draws. They ran quick handoffs up the middle in these formations that just had everybody inside. And it was really crazy to the point where I was like, okay, well they're doing this and it seems weird and I didn't see it coming, but it's kind of working. It never worked all the way to a touchdown. Yeah. But it worked to a couple of first downs and getting the ball to the other side of the field. But the problem is when you play that kind of offense, like any one or two bad plays derails an entire drive. Yep. So I came away from it, I think, especially in the beginning because Montesano took so long to score their touchdowns. They're only up seven to nothing after the first quarter. So I think I came away from it thinking, all right, this game is a lot Barely more
1: competitive
0: when, than I thought it was going to be.
1: But that was—I I, mean—you chuckle, Andrew, but that wasn't the
0: expectation. Yeah, right? I mean, by, I, by I comparison, was chuckling yeah. at Justin's tone. That's yeah. all. So
2: it's true. And and with with context, you have to understand. Like sometimes you go into these games where you're expected to trounce yeah. teams, and it's three minutes in, and you're up twenty-one to nothing. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so it was have, a bitter
0: <laughs> chuckle. Don't to get to me wrong. To have the first quarter <laughs> end and it's only seven
2: to nothing, I was like, okay. Like, are we going to have a problem here? Yeah. yeah. So I I would commend Hoquiam. You know, um, Xander Jump, I think, probably not a natural quarterback, but, but performed admirably, did whatever he was asked to do, threw a really nice pass, a 35-yard touchdown to Owen McNeil, which, um, you know, probably traveled 40-plus yards in the air. And McNeil made a fantastic play to go get it, but Jump had to put it in a place where he could go make the play. Yeah. And he did that. Um, Jake Tem- Jake Jake Templer, Anthony Burtonshaw, those guys run hard. Yeah, I didn't have individual rushing stats for either of them, but I came away from that impressed with how hard they ran the ball. Yeah, their offensive line also not a pushover. No, defensive line was another story, but their offensive line, they were actually they were they were firing hard off the ball. They were bursting. I, I think you have to be optimistic. If you're a Hoquiam fan watching the program, you watched last year, thought, holy crap, how are we ever going to beat anybody? Mm-hmm. You have to feel good about where your team is right now. Yeah, And the seniors, especially on this Hoquiam team, but the whole team together, should be really proud of what they've done. I came away really impressed. Absolutely. With that being said.
1: Well, I was going to say <laughs> something real quick. Yeah. Last week... When I was talking about the big guys in the trenches who should be commended for their defense, I was speaking towards the people who I didn't really bring up in the broadcast. Okay. But somebody was like, how did you not bring up Jalen Jalen Hobucket? Yeah. Oh, yes. When you're talking about the success. I was, again, I was trying to focus on people I didn't bring up in the broadcast. I brought up Jalen a ton in the broadcast, but he should be noted here as well. Super athlete. Jalen Hobucket. Yeah. I can plays. see how that
0: works in your brain, though. Yeah. Like, I've talked about this guy a bunch. Exactly. Talking about the other people. He plays his heart out, and he is a
1: big reason mm-hmm. why they have any success. It, he is a big kid, and he plays very well for the for the Grizzlies, whether it's fullback, running back, middle linebacker on the D-line, whatever it is he's doing. He is a big part for them.
2: For sure. So with all that positive stuff I said about Hoke which will never <gasps> happen again, <laughs>
0: ever. It's okay. It's recorded.
2: Yep. Offensively, Montesano rushed whenever they wanted to, for however far they wanted to. Gabe Bodwell. Wait,
1: that's not true because I'm sure they wanted to score a touchdown every time they rushed. It, they did so not.
2: They
0: purposely didn't. They purposely score didn't
2: want to score. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get out, sir.
2: It was a point. It was to a point where I was like, Why that's- would you ever?
0: That's why they only scored one touchdown in the first. Honestly, and
2: without bias. Yeah. Why would you ever pass the ball? So I've got a polar
0: bear stiff <laughs> in my stomach right now.
2: It's just Pax. He's the best.
1: He is the best. He's the best one here. You've been you've been petting him like half the show. I know. He's but the now best. he's like, I want somebody else to pet he's, me. He's
2: pretty cool. He's a real polar bear. In case anyone's only listening and yeah. you don't know. <laughs> um. So. Gabe Bodwell. Yeah. Who yeah. is about Holy crap, 6364. Where did
1: he come as a rusher though this
2: year? So here he, dude, I've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. Gabe Bodwell who I coached in grade school. Yeah. Gabe has always been incredibly physically talented. He did not have an aggressiveness switch when he was little. Oh. Something has flipped in Gabe's head where he has suddenly become Insanely physical, insanely aggressive. He is seeking out contact. So I'm inc- I'm so happy and impressed to see that Gabe is reaching his full potential. He rushed for 165 yards on only 12 carries, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that I don't think Hokwiam had a player who could tackle him.
1: Then why did he ever get tackled?
2: Because he got tackled by multiple people. Oh, okay. There were so had, many times
0: several players that together could okay. tackle. Him. Yes.
2: So Gabe is a beast. He was an absolute beast in the game. Athlete of the week nominee, multiple nominations. And on the defensive oh, that's side the of the whole ball,
0: conversation we're going to have.
2: Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, I would be remiss if I did not mention Mateo Sanchez. Um, I've been taking pictures. He's so good, and he's I feel so like good.
1: he's underrated because he isn't the stats touchdown guy. I feel like I've but he's failed. So good on defense.
2: I feel like not only is he underrated, but I have personally failed Mateo, and I'm going to explain why.
1: Ugh, you're a terrible person.
2: But
0: not that's probably not why. I hope but... Mateo has occasionally <laughs> listened to the
2: show because since last year, we've been saying Mateo is a defensive MVP of the league level player. Oh
1: yeah, definitely.
2: So, I know Mateo is amazing. Mateo plays center and middle linebacker. I go and photograph these games. I can't get pictures of Mateo because he's in the middle of everything with players
1: all around him. <laughs> exactly. It's rude. You need so, to take a picture from like, the end zone before the play starts. Mateo. You're like, this is Mateo's butt. <laughs> I got he's a really real good, good picture. Player. Mateo
2: burst through the banner. I got a really good picture of Mateo bursting perfect, through the perfect.
0: banner.
1: Good.
2: Mateo had 14 tackles.
0: That's s- a lot. <laughs> a sack,
2: an interception, and a fumble recovery. When the game was over and the kids wow. broke and they were all talking to their parents, and Mateo came up to me and he was like, did you get it? <laughs> and I was like, get what? And he was like, any of it.
0: <laughs> and and I was were, like, "And you were like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like,
2: well, Mateo, I got a really good picture of you bursting through the banner. Ah. Oh. And then he was like, Oh, okay, that because he's a nice kid. Oh, so he's like, yeah. Oh, okay, that's great. And then I was like, you know what, Mateo, if you're gonna get an interception next time, will you do it on the field that I'm on the side of the field that I'm on? Oh, like if you're gonna Mateo. make a play, don't do it on the opposite sideline. Do it on the sideline I'm on so I can get a really
0: cool picture of it. And did he say, Yeah, I'll try to do that?
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: That's you're a whole so, person. Mateo, he's if a nice kid. Mateo, if you're listening,
2: <laughs> please understand I feel like I've personally failed you. And I will try to be better. As a photographer, but Matteo also an athlete of the week nominee. In fact, of all the p- the players that were nominated, Matteo got like four times as many nominations as any other player did.
0: Is that counting multiple nominations from the same people?
2: No, it's not. Okay, in I fact, thought maybe Matteo <laughs> was
0: nominated by. <laughs> I thought maybe your son had nominated him many times. No, Peyton wanted Gabe. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, there's uh, gonna
1: that's you saying that <laughs> is gonna cause some strife <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> They're
2: offensive line buddies, man. That's dang. Mateo's the center, Peyton's the right tackle. Um No, Mateo had I think six nominations from teammates.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
2: And his mom. So um, That still counts. We still counts. I don't I don't think we need to talk forever about the Montesino game, but I democracy. will mention that next week, Tenino coming to Montesano. Um, Tenino lost to Eatonville. Montesano beat Eatonville. If Monty can beat Tenino, all they have left is Elma, and Elma can't catch them. So if Montesano wins Tenino, wins against Tenino, they will have the number one seed in the Evergreen League. So be there at Rattlefield on Friday to watch that game.
1: It's going to be a good one. So I should be there.
2: We are oh, going to have... Oh, it
0: doesn't get a play on their black turf? No. Oh. The blurf. We
2: have the incredibly <laughs> difficult task of naming an athlete of the week, and we still have not decided what we're going to do. Nope. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick commercial break.
1: At Olypen Real Estate, we have solidified our foundation on four core values. First, we continuously focus on growing our knowledge in the market, and in our practices to bring the highest level of competency to our clients. Second, we provide a high level of integrity, compassion and kindness in every aspect of our business. Third, we put the human element above business through humor, enthusiasm and patience. And last but not least, we proactively respond to the needs of our clients. Our mission is to create a personal real estate experience, one person and one home at a time. With
2: Oli OliPen, it's personal. The Scrimmage is brought to you by Oli OliPen Real Estate and the Law Office of Jeffrey A. Domasiewicz. We are What's winding stand for? No relation. I did that backwards. <laughs> we are winding down in our show. The only thing we have left is Athlete of the Week. I do feel a little bad because I think I went into that Hoquiam Montesano conversation and talked... A whole crapload about the team that lost by 41 points.
0: It's understandable. Both sort of been... <laughs> sounded like they really impressed. <laughs> sort, of, sort of barely talked about the team that actually won. No, so really if you're a Bulldog no.
2: and you're offended, who cares? I don't care what anyone thinks,
0: but um, (laughs) he's going to be apologizing to Bulldogs literally all week. They shouldn't be (laughs) offended. I don't apologize. Come on. Oh, if you're offended that we don't talk
1: about Monty enough, then you need to have your head checked. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I said on last
2: week's show that I was embarrassed by our fans and nobody mentioned anything to me. So So
1: nobody listens. Okay, good to know. No, I think it's just that everyone (laughs) respects my opinion so much
2: that they were super introspective. They were just trying to be better. They were introspective and they were like, you know what? We need to be better. That's what happened. So anyway, um, we have okay. the task of naming our Ole Pen Real Estate Athlete of the Week. This is Duffy. Th- so I'm going to go through the nominations. The, yep. the ones that we actually received, I mentioned already, we had the most nominations. I At the time I typed this in, I put six, but I got another one for Mateo Sanchez, so he's at seven. Okay. Um, we had multiple nominations for Gabe Bodwell. We had multiple nominations for Aiden Watkins of Aberdeen Football. Yep. We had a nomination for Addie Winter. Uh, for Montesano Volleyball, who led the team with 16 kills to a win on Thursday. Really good performance. And I put a category of non-nominations <laughs> because nobody nominated Miley Seberg, but she scored six gosh darn goals on Thursday. The so
0: double bad trick. on y'all for bad not nominating. Elma, Seriously. be better. Come on, Elma.
1: <laughs> be better, Elma. Yeah. Hey, no, hold up. Elma, you had oh. a player... Do the double trick, double which trick. I didn't know I'm was a not three. Abbreviate but ones. I'm making that a thing the right drink? now.
0: It's, it's <laughs> the double
1: trick. The trick. The nope. <laughs> Andrew already did it. You missed it. Andrew already did it. It took me a second. <laughs> and you didn't nominate this girl. Come on, Miley Be Seberg,
2: six goals. Yeah. So we have to vote. Here's what we have to do.
1: I don't like this. We got to choose. We have an option. Okay.
2: Because we don't answer to anybody.
0: Yeah, we don't, we, we make do our own rules.
2: Whatever the crap we want. Yep. We could each name an athlete of the week if we want to.
0: Ooh. But we won't.
2: I <laughs> my vote would go to a and this works cuz they're on the same team and one is more offensive and one is more defenses, defensive. I also didn't mention Gabe Bodwell had 8 tackles. In addition to his 165 and 3 touchdowns yep. and nobody being able to tackle him. Yep. I would go with a combo Mateo Sanchez-Gabe Bodwell from Montesano Football. Hmm. So that would be my vote if we were only picking one. But like I said, we can kind of do whatever we want. Well, that would be kind of picking two. We can do whatever we want as long as Pax says it's okay. Pax,
0: what do you think? I cleared it with him already. Okay.
1: Pax is good with it. Yeah, Andrew, do you have a thought on this situation?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. You do have Aiden Watkins, a bobcat. I mean, I'm gonna if if there is a tiebreaker vote, I will vote for Aiden. But you guys have been Daniel. You were at the game, but also
1: you're the most sympathetic soccerer here.
2: -er. I am, and
1: six goals, six goals, the double trick, which I'm making up that term right now because I don't think it's. I called it. Rob Burns says that
0: a double trick is not a thing. But okay. I called it a double hat what trick. What is it then, Rob? Yeah, what's six goals What's then? six goals if it's not a double trick? Well, four <laughs> goals is a schmat trick. Did we name five goals? No. No, no, we, no we've I don't, skipped I don't five. think anyone's ever got five.
1: Is it the hat trick squared? No, wait. No, that would be that's, 12 that's goals. That's nine. Nine goals. Wait, nine goals. <laughs> Sorry, right? I did Monty math then. My bad. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Daniel, it all comes down to you. Andrew said Aiden. I said... Bodwell, Mateo Sanchez combination.
0: Rob, Rob says it's just six goals. <laughs> okay.
2: That's super boring and soccer needs to be better.
1: Rob's one of those people who didn't like us naming the Montesano Hoquim rivalry either.
2: <laughs> well, in Rob's defense, we came up with a really lame name.
1: The Red Rivalry? Yeah. The it, acronym is, is better. Well, that's be- the acronym, but the. They also call it like the Combo Bowl Lane. or the Combine no, Bowl. Nope. Acronym Bowl. Acronym Bowl's better. What should Acronym we have called it? The Grizz Dog?
2: Grays Harbor Red Rivalry. If you have a better name the, for the Montesano-Hoquiam the game. The Doglies
1: Bowl.
0: What do you the want The Grays to Harbor Maroon Rivalry. <laughs>
1: hey, no, Monty's Maroon. Hoquiam's Crimson. I don't know though. Did you see So those new <laughs> Hoquiam jerseys?
2: That. By the way, super slick. They look really good.
1: Yeah. Are they a little maroon? They're pretty
2: maroony. y oh, Gosh dang it. <laughs>
1: They've been struggling <laughs> with their colors for a
0: while now. My, my brother is pointing out that we have missed the opportunity to say it was a sextuplet of goals. Oh, sextuplet. Sextuplet? Yeah, that's probably I that's don't think I'm allowed to it. say that word.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with Miley Seberg on this one. Oh,
2: we have a three-way tie, which means we have multiple athletes yes. of the week.
1: Yep. So for my and portion. And her- Winner gets the honorable mention. O-L-I. Three
0: athletes of the week and an honorable mention. Actually, Addie, technically four because honestly, mine's that's a combo. Awesome. Yeah,
1: yours a combo. Addie is one of my favorite players in basketball. I've never watched her play volleyball, and she rare she it wasn't one of the stars for Monty's basketball team, but dang, she's fun to watch, even when she's on the bench. <laughs> I
0: just love uh, Addie. She's side awesome. note, Addie. She's awesome.
2: Side note, Addie Winter, one of the best people. Okay, so that doesn't surprise me. For my person my portion. Oh. Version. of Oli Penn Real Estate Athlete of the Week. Gabe Bodwell, Mateo Sanchez, offense, defense, combination. Congratulations for your performance in a win over Hoquiam. You are our Oli Penn Real Estate Athletes of the Week.
1: And for Andrew's portion, I will read the stats for Thank you, Aiden Watkins since I have him here. Aiden had seven carries for 71 yards, five catches <laughs> for 99 yards, and two touchdowns. What did I say? No.
0: <laughs> Seven carries for 71 yards. Yeah. (laughs) They clearly didn't have anyone that could tackle him either. I mean,
2: I don't know. Gabe averaged like 12 yards a carry, so whatever.
1: (laughs) Five catches for 99 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, two for 35 yards and a touchdown, and at least a kickoff, one kickoff return for 33 yards. Aiden Watkins is Andrew's Athlete of the Week. And I am going with Miley Seberg for the double trick, which is ridiculous. Six goals. I don't care who you're playing against. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, That's a crazy performance there. Agreed. So.
0: We, I think we, we can
2: feel since we don't answer to anyone, we can do whatever we exactly. want. I think we should feel good about our selection. I'm just Absolutely. saying that
0: I feel like six goals is like too much. Like it's you should probably have not have scored some of those to be nice. That's kind <laughs> Daniel, of a Daniel Hargrove Daniel argument, Daniel really. seems like Daniel <laughs> like sportsmanship and stuff, but he just picked the runner upper. Shut up, Andrew.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just your producer really knowing. You. <laughs> Making me feel bad. Don't feel bad. It's awesome. I <laughs> think we can put a
2: pin in the balloon of this episode. Absolutely. So for my co-host, Daniel, his producer really knows him, Hargrove. Oh, shoot.
1: I accidentally got out of the document. Just a second. Hold up. Wait. I had a good one and for this. And for me. And for Justin, <laughs> failed Mateo Domashevitz. And for our trusty producer,
2: Andrew, I live in the woods. Gross. <laughs>
1: Even though I typoed that and said, "I love in
2: the world. I knew what you meant
1: that works too.
0: You've been listening to the scrimmage.